listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. My name is Pastor Joel. Well, welcome again to the Theology of Music podcast. Today, I am joined by a friend across the pond, as I think some people say. I don't, do they still say that? Is that what we yeah. say? Across yeah, the pond? Yeah, they still say it. It's all right. <laughs> uh, the world has gotten smaller, and I'm very thankful for that because I am joined by Mr. Christopher Lord, who is, okay, see, we misunderstood each other. I thought he said church planner, he said church punter, meaning he's a congregate. Uh, he used to be on staff until he got married, and marriage obviously just changes you sometimes, and you you do things for love, like move and <laughs> go places. And so he is in Birmingham, England, not Birmingham, Alabama. Not Birmingham. Birmingham. No, Birmingham, England, and he's at the church Holy Trinity Old Hill. Chris, I am so happy to have you on this podcast, uh, not just because I now have a Brit on the podcast, which I've always wanted, <laughs> uh, but I, we got to play, at, uh, so when we... We were at the Worship Matters Intensive for Bob Coughlin's Worship Matters Intensive thing that he does for worship leaders. We did a set together, and I got to play Cajon, and yes, you played acoustic. Did. And Thank you, were sitting you for at, that. That was great. <laughs> I think you were actually wearing the same shirt, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Not, yes, yes, I was. <laughs> and you were sitting on a shirt stool. Aware. <laughs> <laughs> and you were, yeah, you would just hurt your back, wasn't it? Yes, that's yeah. where you're sitting on the stool. Yep, yes, I remember. That was it. I remember. That was it. Uh, but it was fantastic, and I'm trying to remember what songs we did, but that's what was so cool was just interacting with people like you and Mike and Jeremy, who were from mm. South Africa and England, uh, and it was just cool to see the global uh, aspect of our faith and how it's not just an American gospel or an English gospel. So thank you so much for being on the podcast, sir. It's a joy. Thank you so very much for uh, having me join you. I'll uh, I'll be a, a Brit for you. <laughs> Thank you for being a Brit. So today we're going to take a look at this song, uh, one of the, probably the greatest songs ever written for our Christian faith. And it's, wonderfully enough, written in the past less than 30 years, and it's a song called In Christ Alone, and it was written in 2002 by Keith Getty and Stuart Townsend, and Chris is going to unpack that song for us right now. Thanks. It's uh, it's really humbling to come to this kind of song, because as you said, it, it it certainly is up there in terms of one of the greatest songs, particularly one of the, certainly one of the greatest modern songs. Um, yeah. And I love it because it's it's um, it kind of bridges the gap between the old and the new style that people kind of uh, think about and debate. So it's kind of himmy in style, but also um, uh, it appeases it, it the modern fans as well. So yeah. uh, it's it's really humbling to come to the song. Um, it's really interesting. I, uh, I listened to a few of the kind of updates and preparation for this in terms of why they wrote the song and how it came about. And essentially, um, Keith Getty, before, you know, he was a common name in the UK and then globally, um, he, so he basically would write a tune, um, by 9am in the morning. Every morning he would just go and write a tune, and wow. um, he had heard a song called "How Deep the Father's Love for Us" uh, yeah. by Stuart Townend, which is brilliant. And Keith is uh, very classical in style and uh, very classically trained, and so he didn't he he didn't think much of modern songs because they're not classical. Right. But yeah. the Stuart Townend song "How Deep the Father's Love." Um, had classical elements in it and it was a well written song um, yeah. and 
he basically wanted to get together with Stuart and say, hey, let's do something. Um, mm. And so they had a mutual friend, which basically set them up. Um, Stuart knew they wanted to, uh, that Keith wanted me. And uh, he, it ended up that, that Keith sending him a CD with three of the better tunes he's written by 9am every morning. <laughs> um, wow. And wow. the first one that came up was him playing this, uh, as Stuart says, like this epic tune and he couldn't stop listening to it and thinking about it and it was like mm. there's a strength and a depth to the melody that required a strength and a depth to the song and yeah, that needs yeah. to come out so they, they talked about what it is and, and they're basically like this needs to be about the life and work of Christ this this mm. this this is that kind of song and so Stuart went away and he um, uh, wrote some lyrics came back with some thoughts um on where to take it and we ended up with this except the first line started off my hope is found in christ alone not in christ alone my, my hope, hope is found, is found. Yeah, yeah um and keith was basically like this is brilliant sent it back to him he said just one thing uh, i think it'll be stronger if you put it in christ alone first mm. and uh Stuart was like <laughs> Stuart on one of these things is like yeah I slightly resented him for that but then I went away and thought about it and dealt with my pride and was like, yeah, that is stronger. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so we ended up with In Christ Alone, My Hope Is Found. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's brilliant because that that In Christ Alone, In Christ, In Christ, In Christ, yep, yep. Uh, that Pauline In Christ, you know, comes yep. through and um, it's brilliant. Um, and we need that because it's In Christ Alone. And as the song is written, so particularly the first verse you see, In Christ Alone, my hope is found. This is who he is. He is my light. He is my strength. He is my song. Yeah. Uh, he is a cornerstone. He's a solid ground. He's firm in all the hard things that come and hit us. Okay, he's yeah. he's yeah. solid. Like this is who he is. Um, and then we see a bit more of what that means. Like we see what that means because yeah. he is this. What heights of love? What depths of peace? When fears are stilled? When when striving cease? My comforter, my yeah. all in all. Here in the love. Of Christ I stand. It's 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 kind of the thing with that we set up with in Christ who He is, and then yeah. flow through, and we again kind of get that in the second verse. This is in Christ alone. We get the incarnation. You know, He took on flesh. Um, get your head around this: the fullness yeah. of God, yeah, babbling in a mother's arms in, in yeah. a helpless babe. It's just uh, um, wonderfully poetic and mm. awesomely well written and there's so much in here there's such depth yeah every single line song. yeah 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 um and yeah you get all these things about who he is he's a gift of love there's grace in there uh he's uh you get the allusion to isaiah 56 of scorned by the ones he came to save yeah um uh so that's kind of who he is and then this is what he did about it till on yeah. the cross as jesus died the wrath of God was satisfied for yeah. every sin on him yeah. was laid here in the death of Christ I live. And it's it's doing this thing of being like, this is who Jesus is. This is what it means or what he yeah. does. And that this is therefore this is who I am in light of that. Yeah. And it uses the 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 paradox of death in life, right? That death brings life that wrath brings peace you know yeah. I, I, that's really i love it i love it so much um, yeah, yeah it's what's so crazy i mean even these two first stanzas right 
there is so much scripture. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just, you know, you you can even look at what the line of he is my light, right? There's scripture about Christ being the light, you know, his he's our strength, he is our song, he's cornerstone, many scripture about him, many scripture about the solid ground, building it upon the firm foundation, right? Firm through the fiercest drought and storm. Yeah. Scripture about man who builds his house, right? What heights of love, what depths of peace, you know, that's all that's who could understand the depth of his uh, you know, the as as high as the heavens is are above or You've got all these different things talking about scale, about Christ's love and all that stuff. Then your fears are still striving cease. My comforter, there's the God of all comforts. There's so much scripture about that. He's your all in all. Here in, in his love that Christ does love us. There's every single line you could look at and see at least, I think, two scripture references, which is just so crazy. Yeah, it's quite funny if you go to one of these hymnals or um, uh, uh, so- songbooks and they, ha- you know, the ones with the scripture references, you kind of flick through and there's like a couple you get to in Christ alone and there's like a paragraph. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every every stanza has a ton. I love it. Yeah. So when, and it's going. So no, you, no, you keep going. You keep going. Well, this is just really interesting because it's, it's got um, it's got so much in it, but it's also, it also hits many themes. This is like um, the whatever kind of theme your service is hitting on and you're honing on, um, this song fits. Yeah. Basically. Um, it it fits because it's got, um, so many different elements. It's got so many different themes in it. And actually, um, they come together in the gospel and, um, the gospel is what we want to try and represent and, uh, and bring to people's hearts because of who Jesus is, what he is. We kind of, we just always want, we don't want, we don't kind of, we always want people um, to be seeing the gospel. Yeah. And whatever theme that there is in here, it roots it. That's a, that's a really good point. That's a huge point because we've talked about it on this podcast a few times. Some songs, they don't necessarily need other songs to help them, right? So even when Mm. Bob and I talked last, we talked about Jesus, there's no one like you. And in talking about Jesus, there's no one like you. It doesn't really unpack yeah. the gospel. And he even said yeah, yeah, it, right? Yeah. And so he, we said you, you would pair this song with another song to really bolster its effect. And the good thing about In Christ Alone is it's one of those standalone songs you could play every single week, and it would still fit, like you said. And think about it as a worship leader from the worship leading perspective. If you're planning a set, if you need a song to bolster another song, and Christ alone is a great one to do, and you don't have to go back into the old hymnal and dust off, you know, crown him with many crowns or all those kinds of stuff to really make it feel like it it's accenting the the other song. And so I love it. It's written, I mean, it was written in 2002. So it's a, yeah. not an old song. That can really bolster another song that you're you that needs that. So I think that's a really good point, Chris. Yeah, yeah. And in the UK, it it had a really big impact, but because essentially this was the first. This is this is you know the to, to use worldly terms. This is kind of what brought the Gettys from unheard of to the yeah. forefront of Christian music. Um, True. Uh, which also then had a knock-on effect in the UK because actually that brought other evangelicals and people from reform background and all these groups to start writing songs. And yeah. uh, over the last 20 years, we've seen a huge rise in English, Irish, Welsh, Scottish songwriters, which there hasn't been for, or at least a depth and a richness for such a long time. I mean, we had Graham Kendrick, 
in the 80s, Stuart Townend in between, but most of the songs were coming, most of the new songs that were being written were coming from overboard, uh, yeah. uh, coming from abroad. So Australia with Hillsong, uh, Vineyards, and so many other people from, you know, Sovereign Grace were around just about then, um, coming from the States. Um, hmm. But there weren't really, there wasn't really much of a homegrown songwriting yeah. thing. And now, we're seeing loads, which is brilliant. Which then that's interesting too how that happens because most of those old hymns you would sing came from your neck of the woods, mm. right? And and yet it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Shif- it's shifted over to then it, it became more global. But then, like you said, then there was a kind of a little bit of a, a a chasm on in your in your area of well, are we st- we need more? We still need to keep writing, and it's so cool that the yeah, Gettys yeah, yeah. did that, which is. I mean, you look at the Sing Conference, which I know you've—I think you've been to, or you—you you uh, haven't. Uh, no, haven't been to it. I'm uh, been watching things online though. But right, I know it. But when you go, when I went to Sing, I saw people from all over the world and their songs too, which was really cool. So it's the Gettys, these these two Irish folk, bring this Stuart Townsend, who's an English guy. And you guys create creates this huge movement now that is is mm. bridging, I think, both sides of the water. Yeah, yeah. And it used to be something. Yeah, no, precisely that, which is brilliant. And uh, it used to be that you know, so D.L. Moody when he did his um, uh, great work of evangelism in Chicago and the north of America, he used to write home to a group of old ladies. Um, uh, to write a song on something sp- specific which he would need the next day and that's you know that's how we got he will hold me fast because he wrote to one old lady in england can i get these lyrics and it got sent back and mm. we then lost that heritage somewhere along the way um well, i don't think we fully mm. lost it because it's in our blood <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah and this bridging it's yeah it's brilliant it's wonderful. so what's really cool i when um so where i'm at at church is we have a lot of uh, a lot more of older people than than where I was before, and there's been discussion about hymns and what was really cool in in doing more research on hymns, which um, I have to thank my father for doing this too. Was one of the things I found out that to for a hymn to qualify as a hymn, it has to have certain elements, themes, literally like you're talking about, right? Uh, one of the themes is it has to talk about future glory. Which was so cool. I had never even thought about that. But when you think about every hymn, listen, think about every hymn that you know, there's always a stanza. There's always a stanza that has to do with future glory, about something about heaven, something about glorification, and then what happens after you, know, after you die. And what I love about yeah. this song is it just it talks about it right there, right? It is, it's right at the end. It just kind of says, you know, there's till he returns or calls me home. Which, yeah. which I just think is really cool that it, it even if it, it doesn't talk a whole stanza about what it's going to be like in heaven, right? Uh, we sang It Is Well With My Soul this past week, mm. and that there's that last stanza that, you know, um, and I'm blanking on it, but when my faith, uh, Lord haste the day when my faith is, is sight, or when made the sight. faith is made sight, right? Uh, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trump yeah. shall resound, the, the Lord shall descend, and even so it is well, right? Yeah, yeah, Most yeah, yeah. hymns have that, and I do love that um, it talks about from life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny, which I think is just an incredible line, uh, and it does reference reference heaven. And then yeah, you know, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm just looking at a hymn book on my. Are you looking at it right now? Now you're doing and, it, and, and, and I'm like, look, it's true, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
I told you. Uh, and then even the third stanza, there in the ground is body lay, light of the world by darkness slain. Love the, you've got that dichotomy, that dichotomous language, right? You've got the yeah, paradoxical, yeah. there's light and there's darkness, then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, since curse has lost his grip on me, for I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I'm yeah, perfect. and the, what's really interesting about that, I don't know if you've heard of the three tenses of sin um, and what the cross does with it. So the mm-hmm. past, um, it deals with all the three tenses. So in the past, we've been freed from the penalty of sin. So Christ has died. We've got that there. Yeah. Um, for every sin on him was laid, here in the death of Christ we live. Um, we've got the presence. We're being freed from the presence of, uh, of sin as, you know, we are sanctified and being made yeah. more like him. We kind of get that in the last bit of each one of this is who we are in Christ or at the end of that, for he, for I am his and he is mine. Bought with precious, And uh, then we've got that last bit again. Yeah, the future thing of uh, we'll be, um, yeah, that's it. Free from the power of sin now, free from the presence of sin later. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it gets such depth of like Amen. doctrine and theology. And oh, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just sing the song every Sunday. And that's it. No, <laughs> it's a great song to sing every Sunday. <laughs> oh my gosh. Getting so excited. Love it. Love you getting so excited. So, what before, uh, because I don't want to take too long, but I want to talk about that one line. So, there was a controversy, or is you would say in England, controversy. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Controversy. You would say controversy? I thought you'd say... Controversy. Controversy. Yeah, controversy probably is the one. That's what I said. Yeah, exactly. I'm too American-influenced. I'm sorry. I know. know. (laughs) I'm not a proper Brit. (laughs) That's what we've learned. So what you're saying is I I got like a half Brit. I didn't get a full Brit. (laughs) But I bet bet people would think that you'd have to have like a Cockney accent. Yeah. All right, lads. I'm so glad they have you out here. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) We'll talk about the wrath of God. All right, so... um, the, I've never met line. anyone who speaks like that, by the way. We say I've never met anyone who speaks like that because <laughs> <laughs> it's that's just a caricature. Yeah. Um, so in America, there was a there was a controversy, a mix the two surrounding this song, and it was having to do with a denomination in America. It was a more liberal denomination, and they wanted to put the song in their hymnal. Which, what's wonderful is this song has been put in hymnals, which is great. I love it. I love that a song in two thousand two has been inserted into hymnals. Yeah. So great. Right? So, but they had an issue with the line that God's wrath was satisfied. And they the issue was they think that Christians carelessly carelessly make God out to be some kind of angry ogre whose whose wrath is overflowing until innocent Jesus suffered enough to calm him down. And what was so interesting was this person writes this article in a, a in a in a Baptist newspaper um, about that because of this controversy. So, Controversy surrounding one denomination, then someone writes it in a Baptist newspaper, but the editor then responds to that article and says, no, the, they were right to say that this the wrath of God was satisfied, and here's why. And the what he says is to remove that line would gut the gospel, mm. which I think is incredible because we, we have to talk about penal substitutionary atonement, which is that big word. What, what does that mean? It's that in Christ alone, God would remove, Christ would remove the wrath, would, would pay for the penalty that we deserve to pay and satisfy the, the debt that we owed and the price of the payment. And he did all that through his death on the cross. And that on the cross, that all of the, all of the payment, all the wrath for the sin, all the hatred of the sin, all the justice yeah. for the sin was poured on Christ and yeah. not ourselves, right? It's, th- it, the way I think about it is like, think about the the 
Niagara Falls, right? You've got Niagara Falls flowing. Think about instead of Niagara Falls and all of us being under Niagara Falls, which is God's wrath just flowing on all of us. We're 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 facing the weight and the and the pain. Wow, gosh, this is so overbearing. We can't even we can't shoulder it, right? All this power. Think about all of the power of Niagara Falls into mm. one jet stream on Christ. And that's what he did. He took all yeah, of the yeah, wrath yeah. of God and he focused it on himself. And so that we can, as the song says, stand free, right? For now, every sin on him was laid. Here in the death of Christ, I can live now because it would have been death for me, but I can live because Christ died and paid for that. Any, anything you were going to say, too? You can say anything if you'd like. If you'd like to add anything. Do you want to add anything? Sorry, I lost you for a second there. Oh, no, yeah, I was going to say, you can add something if you'd like. What, 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 sorry, how did you finish that last bit? Because I didn't. Oh, I didn't sorry. Hear this. Stand uh, it was free. it was death. Uh, in Christ's death, we can now live because it was all poured on Him. Yeah, yeah, and and like the next verse as well. You know, here bought with the precious blood of Christ. We have yeah. um, football over here, or as you guys call it, soccer. Um, <laughs> Uh, and it's just that substitution, like it's that yeah. swap. You know, Jesus takes the hit, which was justly, rightly due for us. Yeah, that—that that is how the gospel is amazing because yeah. we deserved God's wrath. Amen. It, yeah. it should have been. It should have been us. That jet stream should have, you know, obliterated. <laughs> disintegrated yeah, our, our yeah, whole yeah. being and and yet it was Christ bought mm. it was Christ bought freedom it was Christ who stood in the way who yeah. swapped is mm. that is that is what makes the gospel amazing that Christ Amen. did that and if we and don't talk about the wrath of God being satisfied like that then whoever wrote that whoever said that in the article yeah yeah, yeah. Th- th- you would take away the heart of the gospel. Yeah, and we, there are so many things. Yes, you can you can think too that that can remind you that God loves you, but if you lose that wrath was was satisfied, if you lose that justice was accomplished on the cross, then you you don't really get how great God's love is for you. Yeah, right. And I and I think there's I was having a conversation with someone about it this past weekend or when this airs a few weekends ago. And we were talking about just thinking back to when God saved us, right? What, remembering that moment mm. when God, when you you became aware that God plucked you out of obscurity yeah. through his son's death on the cross yeah. and he extended grace to you freely in yeah. Christ, right? Mm. And, I, and I, I even invited, I've invited my worship team at one point on a Sunday morning before we practice. Just think about that. Think Think about that moment when when you realized just how great it is because God saved you. Yeah. Didn't matter what was going on in your life at the moment. He saved you and he chose to save you before you even knew about him. And it, and then even thinking now all that you know, man, how great is it to know that God would have saved you yeah. and, and and chose to save you then and as you, as the song says, he's going to keep us Right yeah. from life's first cry to final breath, Jesus is commanding our destiny. Yeah, that's why, I lo- like, when I, <laughs> if, whenever I, uh, I've got the joy of doing the song on a Sunday, doing the song, whatever, uh, playing okay. the song on a Sunday and uh, leading uh, the congregation, uh, it's just one of those things where I th- 
you know, you feel as though you just got to go straight from verse three to four. So, you know, I cut the link and just go straight yeah. and just, yes, we're here now. No guilt, nothing. We're bought. It's nothing that can stop us. This is the power of Christ in me. And it's, yeah. 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 It's just, it's just an astonishing song, isn't it? We, we do that. We, uh, we did that a few weeks ago when we did this song. We started in C and then key changed up to D for the last verse, for the last stanza. So we had a female leading it. And so we, yeah. we, we went from uh, bought by the precious blood of Christ and we just hung on a C, then did a key change to D, no guilt in life, no fear in death. And right. it just even, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. don't, you don't hold, don't wait, just go right into it. And it was, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. it, just, it just that, has that power. It's a really helpful thing. And people respond to the word of Christ dwelling in them richly as they sing. Amen. Just like, Amen. Yeah. So typically we grade songs and we grade them on three criteria, right? Is is it gospel centered, Christ exalting, congregationally friendly? Uh, and what what do you think? I, I already know what I think about this song. What do you think it does for all three categories? This, is the, this may well be like the case study for that. <laughs> like this, this <laughs> I was about is like, to say <laughs> this like this is the definition of where we get that. Pro- well, actually, no, sorry, the Bible probably is the definition. Anyway, good this job. is like the perfect case. Study. Good catch, good catch. That was good. Thanks. That was good. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's gospel. It's gospel centered, isn't it? It's oh my it, gosh, yeah. It is about the gospel. Like you it can't. Is, there's it is. nothing. There's no non. Like what part of the gospel read, is yeah, hitting? If you read the lyrics of this song and you don't understand what the gospel is, you're. I'm just gonna say you might not be that smart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, or or the you're not things. saved, or the Lord just doesn't want you to be to understand. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of the brilliant things, like um, you were saying earlier about the hymnals. Uh, you know, it's great that this is being included in hymnals. Well, this has uh, been so popular in the UK that it's going, gone live on TV. So every, um, we have this thing called Songs of, so the, the national, the British Broadcasting, the BBC, yeah. has uh, Songs of Praise every Sunday where it basically goes through. And sometimes you're kind of like... What? Wait, so you're heads. telling me that that the BBC, your your governmental uh, news network, yeah, is playing in Christ Alone on Sundays? Um, not every Sunday, but like it, what it does is it goes around different uh, churches, and sometimes it's like yes, sometimes it's like, uh, is there the gospel there? But on but Easter still, Sunday yeah. every year, uh, if, uh, if on Easter Sunday, um, the Gettys have been a regular live in front of the whole nation wow uh, being played and in christ Men was one of those first modern songs that actually made it into it um that's wonderful which is just brilliant and so the gospel is being clearly portrayed in the song Amen. so yes is it gospel centered yeah 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 it is what a, christ exalting um yes I mean, yeah <laughs> it is called in christ alone yeah uh, and it lifts him up pretty pretty high all I mean, right yep yeah, yeah. What about Christ uh, is, uh, it's everything to do with Christ? Christ gets the honor and glory in this. Like, you know, it's great. What about congregationally friendly? I oh, think I so. mean, it's yeah. so brilliant. And this is one of the things which I was picking up as I was, you know, why is this so singable? Well, I was just thinking about it and I kind of took it apart. It's basically got two two different melodies. Yeah. And that's it. So it's got two A parts followed by a B part followed an A part. So it goes and then and then the last bit so it does yeah. that three times and then it's that the only bit which is different is that what heights of love what depths yeah. of peace that bit which goes yeah it's really and even that so that's really easy so people don't have to remember much going on but yeah 
those melodies are also really easy uh, Which, to follow. So that so that's huge. So we've talked about this in the past about on this podcast about songs having repetition, songs um, talking, uh, being simple, right? And here's the cool thing: uh, it's okay if your song has a simple melody mm. because it helps people get the song quicker and more yeah. e- in an easier way, right? So when you're yeah. singing, like you said, the melody, the same melody three times in a stanza. Right, you're better able to focus on the words that you're singing, yeah. And then when you add that changed melody for that little beginning part of what you would call like a chorus part of a stanza on a hymn, right? It stands out more mm. in this in the hymn, and so it's beautiful. And I think it's expert songwriting, even just as a melody. And the irony is, a lot of people might even who who would see that maybe in a song that has simpler lyrics and go, well, that just seems really repetitive. And what you—it's just—it's a beautiful marriage of simple melody with depth of words yeah. that make this song. I, that's why I think, like we've said, it, it it makes this song one of the best songs ever written in our faith. Yeah, just yeah. because it has the perfect so, marriage of simple melody with depth of words. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's just brilliant, isn't it? It is just a brilliant song. It really is. Well, I, we are approaching 30 minutes, so I want to make sure we don't go too long. Uh, but I am so happy that I had you, Chris. And I, I guarantee we'll, we'll talk again because I'm pre- I think people are going to love your accent. So <laughs> we'll have to keep going that way. But it has been an honor to have you on this podcast. Thank you so much for being here, man. It's been a joy. Thank you so much. It's been humbling and a lot of fun to talk through this oh. great song. We're going to do it again. So, you guys, if you ever have any questions or song ideas or critique, just send it to theologyandmusic at gmail.com. But with that, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. And, Chris, enjoy your uh, afternoon. Cheery bye. Bye.